Constructed Criticism is sponsored by Oasis Games. MTGOasis.com is the place to get cards for your next Magic event. Try them out with code CCMTG for 15% off of your first order, and use the code WouldThatBeGood for 4% off of every order. Want to support the show directly? Head on over to Patreon.com CCMTG to check out some awesome benefits and future goals for the show. Thanks for listening, and here's this week's episode of Constructed Criticism. Hello everyone and welcome to the Constructed Criticism Network. This network is here to help you improve in Magic the Gathering at every level. From popper leagues to top 1000 mythic, we've got you covered. If you want to hear the entire network, head on over to our sponsor at purentgeo.com where you can hear each and every show, each and every week, and check out their sponsor, MDGO Traders, and tell them that the CCMTG Network sent you. Now sit back, enjoy the show, from YouTube, podcasts, and more, here's this week's episode from ConstructedCriticism.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the six, 368.5 episode of Constructed Criticism. It's all about alchemy today. We weren't going to have an episode this week because, not we didn't plan one, but because Spencer here is out feeling super well. Abe wasn't feeling super great on normal recording day. I had some stuff coming up, but we were still did a podcast meeting when we were talking about the podcast meeting. We realized there's just not going to be time for us to talk about alchemy in the the span of what we have planned for content wise because next week we have alexander hayne coming on the show as a special guest so we're super excited to have that we're gonna hype that up more we're gonna let you patrons be able to ask hayne questions so i'm letting you know this now that we can do it and you can tweet at the show and whatever and we'll pick one non-patron viewer on twitter to answer a question for hayne as well so make sure to tweet at us there we'll go in more on that later and we'll check it out on twitter as well when we tweet that out but we want to talk about alchemy because it is a big change coming to magic it's a, probably the biggest thing since pioneer i personally i know some people have compared it to historic uh, i personally feel differently and we're going to talk about that but i can't tell a sensor sneeze or a smiling or thought it was bullshit i i, I don't know we're going to just talk openly and honestly here for a little bit about alchemy i think we all know a little bit of where we all stand on it but we haven't got too deep into conversation except for abe and i literally i think maybe 40 minutes abe after it launched yeah. like when we saw the announcement you and i were on discord and Spencer was driving to Vegas, and we talked about it for, I think, about an hour and a half. But a lot of that was kind of figuring things out, maybe. And so we didn't even really get to talk about it. We were trying to dissect what it all meant. And so that that's what this episode is. So this week's episode, it's just going to be about alchemy. So if you don't care about alchemy, you don't want to interact with alchemy, I highly suggest turning this off if you don't know what that I, is. Or, or you know, leave a comment, comment and tell us what you do want to talk about and smash that like, like button before you go. That's true, yeah. We, that, that is a big thing about this. We, we need to know what y'all think about alchemy. And I suspect a large portion of you don't even know what alchemy is yet. Because that isn't officially launched in Arena. It's just on the MTG stream on their Twitter a little bit. So I'm going to quickly talk about what alchemy is. So alchemy is an arena-only format, much in the vein of historic. Where you can only play this format in Arena. And what alchemy's its core principle is, is that they will take cards that are doing poorly and doing too well in standard, and they will change them in various ways in order to make them better. So I'm going to give you two examples of cards that have changed. So first, Asika's Chariot only makes one cat now and has crew two. So that's the example of how Asika's Chariot is different in alchemy. Then they took the card Druid Class, which used to allow you to play an extra land, gain life when lands enter the battlefield, and then for six mana, you could make essentially a Renin 7 emblem, or Renin 7 token, sorry. Now they've changed that last mode from six to three mana. And so they've done a huge buff to that card. And there are lots of various cards buffed, and you can check out MTG Zone uh, for all those changes on Arena. But these cards will be legal in a format called Alchemy. We don't know the exact, like, how often they'll change cards, but the assumption is that they will change cards probably 
once a standard release or whatever, maybe a little more if things are really bad, to rebalance them and to reinvigorate the format. And then these changes to cards actually affect Historic as well. So we've got a lot to figure out there. But basically, the Seeker's Chariot I mentioned just now to you that makes one cat instead of two, if you were to play a Seeker's Chariot in Historic, it will only make one cat. It will not duplicate like your version in real life. So the way to think about it is, is that Alchemy and Historic are arena-only formats, and arena-only formats play with arena-only cards. You'll notice on your collection that you'll have a little A there, and if you're thinking, oh, do I have to buy all these new cards? No, you do not. If you own a Seekers Chariot, you own all versions of a Seekers Chariot, if changed or whatever like that. And they're even unbanning cards like Omnath, the Locus of Creation, by nerfing it. I'm not going to go into what that nerf is now. Maybe we will in our conversation. They're making a lot of big changes and things like that, and that is essentially what the Alchemy format is. And how it's changing things forever. And we're going to talk about it because it's been a big point of conversation and contention and anxiety and hype for a lot of people. And so I'm going to throw it to Spencer first because Spencer's the person who I haven't actually vocally talked about this. We've DM'd a little bit. I've seen some of your tweets. But Spencer, what are your kind of first reactions to Alchemy? I don't think I tweeted about Alchemy other than a, than a summoning circle. But... Here's the thing. I am a big fan of the law, the equivalent exchange. I actually think that the a chariot is maybe like the most perfect. I don't even know that it's like a nerf in all honesty. I think that it's a balancing it's change. Yeah. And I, I like crew two for a four, four is like kind of nuts. Like that is, that is like a good card still. And I, I think that, you know, not putting, you know, a, a thousand permanents into play for four mana is like a good thing. So there's, there's a lot of things that, that I'm pretty happy about with this. My initial reaction to hearing about Alchemy, because I was literally driving to Vegas when it was happening. Um, in all honesty, I thought that they were going to announce Modern for Arena. Like, I, I thought that's what was going to happen on that stream. Um, I put it in the Discord. I would have almost bet money on it. And all of a sudden, Mason's, like, texting me and Abe. <laughs> you know, what are we going to do about Alchemy? <laughs> Like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, just flash it back, man. Just put black man in your deck. I promise the card's good. Uh, Alchemy only cards is an interesting way to say it, though. I actually think this is a good open discussion because we already had cards that were impacting historic, you know, whether it was the life gain, the other life gain 2-2 or, you know, other stuff that do see a little bit of play. Um, I think I think the Merfolk uh, card actually top aided the Pro Tour, right? I. Uh, I think it top at worst top sixteen. It did very well. Yeah, so, and it's like I think it's like a two one that puts a tropical island in your hand or something, or turns a card into a tropical island. Yeah, you can turn an island or a merfolk <laughs> into tropical island. Yeah, so like it's not like this is new. It just so happens that they have a name for it now, and it, it impacts these two formats. I have loves. Uh, is it okay if I steal from my other podcast really quick, Mason? Sure. I'm gonna give you guys my lovets and could be betters for this. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm going to start with my could-be-betters. Um, and I think the biggest could-be-better... I, I have always thought people were super doom and gloom any time an announcement was made in Magic. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for how, I don't know, how many years has it been? Like, seven? Like, you've heard me say, like, shut up. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Just, you know, Magic always lives through it. Magic is one of the greatest games ever made. It's really not going to do anything wrong. And I do not believe that this is going to kill Magic. Um, I do believe that this is the first thing that I've seen that could actually kill Standard. 
And I think it's a pretty big deal. As somebody who's trying to kick off their uh, standard metagame again, where, you know, with kids getting vaccinated finally, more more people being able to show up to standard events, we get about six people for standard right now, and that's with me loaning out decks to people. And it, a huge part of that's been the pandemic, right? Like, it's been two years since people bought standard cards. It's really hard to get into standard and justify the cost of getting into standard when you haven't bought cards in two years. But I think that they could have waited to announce this format and tell people get back into standard. And instead, they are going to uh, conflict conflagrate the problem i'm trying to use the the magic term the magic card but i I actually they're making the problem a lot worse because now when people go to play arena they have to pick between standard and uh and alchemy and they're fracturing the player base for more and i think that's it could be better i think that one they could have waited till people could get their hands on standard cards again and uh two i don't like fracturing the player base during a time where it's already a problem my other could be better for this is kind of minor. I don't know why this had to be... So, like, they've already made a point of, like, Teferi, for example, is not in Historic. And... They, they said they're going to rebalance cards like Teferi. So, so, yeah. So, like, they've already made a point of, in all honesty, kind of taking our money. <laughs> and it feels like this is just another opportunity for them to bleed us dry. And here's the thing. I was a pretty big defender of the arena economy for a long time. And I, I've switched, changed my position. I think it's pretty predatory. I think it's uh, gotten pretty bad. And if they had, like, introduced this with, like, a dusting system or whatever they want to call it, I think I'd be a lot happier. Now, those are my could-be-betters. I don't want to get too far into, like, the, the, the financially, it doesn't impact me very much at all. I'm going to spend the same amount on arena and probably still have every deck that I want to play. Uh, and honestly, I'm probably going to play this and enjoy the format a lot. And not, but that's actually my first love it. I love more formats to play. I love playing Magic the Gathering. And this gives me an opportunity to play more Magic. It gives me an opportunity to play more competitive Magic, have more formats that people enjoy that I can participate in. And I really love that. I think that, uh, in, in all honesty, like, there's a lot of really great things that can come out of this. I think that the rebalancing of cards and shaking up the format when it gets stale and not having to listen to people three weeks into a standard format saying, well, it's solved. I don't have to worry about it anymore is going to be really refreshing for me. I also think to that note that it will actually keep standard fresher longer, um, which is a really good thing. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my love. It's, and I could be better. I personally am really excited for alchemy. Um, I don't like what it will potentially do to LGSs um, for the local standard scene, but other than that, I think that it's a good thing and something that we probably were always going to get out of Arena. And if you didn't see this coming, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was always a space that was going to be explored. That's how capitalism works. So yeah, those are kind of my loveits and could be betters. Uh, hey, do you want to jump off what Spencer just said there? Because I know that you, that's how you felt about when the announcement happened. That was like, you you, you had basically shot called not not everything in this, but that was your yeah, guess, right? I, so, it was like, so I, I I keep I keep my my ear to the ground about things, but basically reading like all of their all of their updates, and I think that since the mirror mirror event, and since um, and since the announcement about uh, there being the arena only cards. Uh, when they dumped all those cards in Historic with uh, the Historic Jumpstart, um, it has been very apparent to me that they really want to start increasing the amount of 
active management balanced formats and exploring the new design spaces that are digital only, uh, specifically for Arena. And uh, when they had that, they said they were going to make this big announcement about Arena, um, it being something like this really did not shock me at all. Um, the format as a whole, I don't really have many too many thoughts on. Like, I, I think that this will, if you're someone who really thinks that the, like, the Arena cards are cool, and, like, the arena-only design space is cool, which I know you do, Mason. Like, we, we talk about that a lot, that you really like a lot of this digital-only stuff and, um, you know, just, just the new possibilities you can explore there uh, that are kind of limited by paper. You know, that that's not really a much of a, a thing for me. I don't really like it that much. I don't like a lot of what Alchemy is doing for Magic isn't things that I want out of Magic right now. Like, I'm someone who doesn't really mind playing through the kind of stale standard format uh, if the games are, like, good enough. I'm, I'm not going to get bored after uh, playing for a few weeks and then not be able to switch to something else and be kind of just entirely disengaged with Magic as a whole. Um, but I know that those people exist and and they're out there. And I do think that just kind of this, this change towards uh, both Alchemy and Historic of being these more actively managed, actively balanced, more digital... Uh, design sensibility formats and arena itself kind of growing into uh, its own digital design sensibilities is like really good for paper magic and standard keeping like its own form while these things are happening. So maybe, maybe I I'm too optimistic about things. I, I did like literally right before we started recording the show, tweet out kind of the, uh, the gist of my take that like this distinction as soon as there's more organized play that is less arena focused i think this distinction will show a lot of rewards in the way that sets are designed where they can avoid printing cards that are like any card that's borderline on power level or risk they can just put into the alchemy set where it can be actively balanced and not ruin an entire paper standard format you can worry about bans less as a player investing in standard and you know with hopefully wizards coast being able to organize Grand Prix and things again, we can have kind of an existence of standard in paper that is reminiscent of and representative of what we remember without having to worry about all these added pressures of an entirely different platform with entirely different needs. Most of what I feel on, on the format, uh, it's actually just a huge miss for me. And originally I was like pretty, uh, pretty distraught over it myself. But after thinking about it, um, I think that it's a good thing that it's happening because I think that sustaining the needs of arena to be successful and the needs of paper magic to be successful at the same time, they're two different beasts. And this is a really good step towards treating them as such. And so that's, that's kind of where, where I land on it. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. I am the most hyped about uh, alchemy and the most excited. I'm a real, after having our initial talk about it, and thinking about it, I am a really big believer on this being really good for a lot of parts of Magic. And if I could do Spencer's, like, love it, where it could be better, I think it does kill Standard until there's paper tournaments back. And with paper tournaments being so far out, I think what Spencer said about Standard dying is actually a possibility. Where I feel like if there was never COVID-19, then this would not be a conversation we're having. That, that's my kind of so, take on it. So here's kind of my my follow question to that, because I think that this is yeah. like a core of, of a real like big feeling uh, among, you know, either 
silent paper players who are just like kind of disenfranchised with magic now or like are, are worried about the future of it. Do you think that come the time where they're able to give tournament support back to standard, you know, and there's able to be tournament support for anything in, in paper, which there currently isn't, do you think that Watsi has the so, means? So hold on, there there is paper tournament. Oh, timeout. I I just want to be clear. I don't know if you guys have played paper magic like at an F level, but like they do give out promo packs. They do give out like they do give LGS's stuff to run standard tournaments right now. They they're yes, doing they it to run any tournaments and people aren't investing in standard. I understand that, but like, sorry, I'm like getting heated. Like, the, like there's there's I'm no reason. Like, like, do we I'm even? Talking we're talking about that, but do we even know that's coming back? Yeah, like, what if they just pull a Nintendo and GPs never come back? Well, that was my complaint with what you said about Alchemy and waiting for it. Is I think I believe that tournament Magic and Paper might be dead, like long term, like like from Grand Prix and stuff like that, and for SCGs and maybe NRGs as well. I think NRGs are probably a losing prospect, and they're gonna have to really believe in the dream. So I think it's very realistic that Paper Magic is actually dead in the next three or four years. I don't want that. I love Paper Magic more than anything in my life. In fact, only my family members kind of top that, to be honest, and friends. I mean, a lot of my family members don't top Paper Magic for me. So, you know, you like... That's, <laughs> my, my family's just bomb. I'm, I'm sorry that my family's full of 6-2 kings. Yeah, I know, but, right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, but seriously, like, I, I, I think it's very realistic that, like, we don't have Paper Magic anywhere close to what we did for four to five years. We just had the third biggest and magic tournament of all time. Like, literally two weeks. You took I, a ninth I at it. There. Like, what are you talking about? I just, and, and when's the next one? But, and like, like, but like, here's, here's, I had this conversation with a lot of people there. I had this conversation since then. And we can have it here on the podcast if you want for a second. I'm unsure if those numbers maintain that way as time goes on, if the COVID situation doesn't improve. And Vegas has always done really well because Vegas is one of the cities that it's very easy to convince yourself to go to. It's like, yeah, I'll go to the Vegas Grand Prix. And then if I don't do well, I can go and do a lot of really cool stuff. And it does that for like a lot of people. Like I have friends who are Canadian who want to go to like that kind of Grand Prix, but then wouldn't go to other ones because it's Vegas. Now, I don't think that's like 90% of the room. I think that's like five or eight percent of the room. You know what I mean? But I think that's pretty big when we're talking these numbers. And you know, before COVID, Paper Magic was doing fine, but not great at Grand Prix. That was a real problem. We don't, we never mention that these days. But Grand Prix weren't doing ecstatically before COVID. There's this real, I miss this thing that's happened. And so I have real concerns and real worries about that. So I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope SCG comes back even just one a month. I, I think, for what's worth, I think there will always be a Vegas tournament for Magic as long as sets come out every year. I think there's going to be the Grand Prix Vegas every year for the rest of the time. That's just going to happen. But outside of that, I, I don't know about other stuff. I hope I hope it does. I see the face-to-face stuff starting to start up again in Canada. That's great. I love that. That's, that's awesome. There's a bunch of things. But I think it's not unrealistic that we're not talking about serious tournaments every other weekend again until 2025, 2024. And that's... I mean, basically two years from now, which is kind of crazy to think this year's almost over, but that's kind of where I stand on that, that part of it. I mean, it's, it's still March of 2020, so I don't know what you're talking about, but but, no, but like, so sorry, that's a little sidetrack thing, but for alchemy itself, the thing that I, to kind of roll back here, 
I, I don't like that it, it did that, and I, I actually don't love the arena-only cards we've had so far. I, I have a real complaint where most of them, I think, could be done in paper, and I get that you don't want to start off guns blazing with crazy stuff that might like push back a bunch of players, but I have a lot of frustration with the cards before this, too, where it's like a lot of these could have been done in paper, and we could still mimic that experience in lots of different ways. Yeah, I could, so, I could tell you how to make a spellbook card like literally off the top of my head. Like... You just literally have a checklist card, and you like it's not even hard. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's like lots of ways to do these things, right? And like, like conjure is the one that is conjuring multiple cards, kind of becomes a thing, and seeking cards are the ones that aren't. But either way, I am sure that in time they will push that design space once players are more acclimated to it. And I get not coming out guns blazing because there's already the idiotic comparison that we are Hearthstone, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, I think it's actually dumb. And if you actually think that, you should take a moment to actually think about things. And and we're not that. Our game doesn't play out like that. And these cards really aren't like that. So neither here nor there. But I, I'm a big believer in alchemy. My current plan is to like on my personal YouTube channel is I'm going to have a new alchemy video Monday through Friday consistently at the same time edited and put up. And I'm going to be streaming regularly to create that content of odds. So I believe that it is actually like a lot of really good stuff. I think it's going to be really fun. And I think that like, it's the future of standard until the pandemic is more taken care of. And like paper magic comes back. So I think once there are incentives for everyone to be grinding the tournaments, and I think the arena opens will do this short term as well for what it's worth. When like the arena open is standard, it will create a, a drive for standard. I just, I feel like, and there's no way to know, but I feel like a lot of people will adopt alchemy, especially if the alchemy only cards don't play a big impact at first. They'll play that format because their cards overlap, and then they don't have to deal with like BS, like Alarens or like the OP Chariot. You know what I mean? With maybe the slightly OP, depending on how we want to talk about it, Chariot. And it'll just be more fun because I, I I listen and I read Twitch chats, and I listen to these people who are more casual, and they just don't love these like same play patterns and these cards, and they feel oppressive, and they feel like it's really hard to overcome them. And in some cases, that's very true. And this is a format where they're going to promise to fix that. And you know, if they're slow to fix it. I think that kind of promise, like, hey, we hear you and we want to work with you all to create a better format is really appealing. And now, it's, it's appealing to me, too. It's funny. Um, in the Back in the old days when Abe and I were, were you know, were grinding them, them PTQs when Mason was just a twinkle in his father's eye. Um, one of the things that was talked about and, and pretty common among Magic players um, was the phrase uh, also guys I'm getting over food poisoning so like you know forgive me for being grumpy but you know one of the, one of the phrases that that was often you know talked about even during the cobbler era was you know stop bitching start brewing and we have traveled so far away from that uh, as a magic community that's really interesting I don't know if it's like the growth of the community because like I mean man there's like you you think back to like how the fact that like Jace the Mind Sculptor completely exploded the game, but there's been explosion after explosion after explosion after that. Um, that the kind of the mindset of the player base has, has really changed. And I, I think that um, alchemy is, in all honesty, like a a culmination of that. Like people people don't want to wait to try out different things anymore. They don't want to try to attack three different decks. They want I don't know, something different. So, like, I... I, Because, to be honest, there's, like, a little blatant here. I've never felt more disconnected from the Magic community than since the Alchemy announcements happened. 
I have never felt more on an island or more like with my peers as that are competitive magic players to say like like the Twitterverse. I have never felt more disconnected from these people and seeing things so differently from them and disagreeing with them so much as I have since the alchemy was released and listening and talking to these people about alchemy. For me, it's a thing where it's like, I believe if you're a competitive magic player whose main goal is to compete and better yourself and do that, what Spencer just said is super true. And you should take that approach. I believe if you just like playing competitive magic and you want to play some, I'm going to play some, you know, one case or whatever. Or you just like playing arena and you like their grind to mythic and you like trying to push for top 1200 and that's the limit of it. I don't know if shut up and figure it out is a reasonable thing to ask of those people who just don't have that, like, don't want that same level of commitment. But I agree that, like, if you think that you're someone who wants to compete with, like, Grand Prix level players and you want to top eight Grand Prix and, like, do that sort of stuff and you look to emulate success of people, like, on this podcast, like Hendrocker like myself, like Abe, like Spencer, then you do need to do what Spencer said. And you just need to get over it because it's complaining won't help. And it's not going to help in the alchemy format either because they're not going to like, it, lo- it at least appears to be they're not nerfing these cards to the ground. Alaran's Epiphany is still okay. And they changed that card. And that card is the most complained about card. If they wanted to send a message, they add three or four mana to that card where they do a lot more to make that card worse. So things are just getting rebuffed. So you're going to have to work on and get better at these sort of things and metagaming and complaining and waiting isn't going to help. So if, you, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you think yourself as a spiky person and you want to compete and you want to succeed, take Spencer's advice to heart and you should really do that. I don't think that's fair to force it on everyone. And I think alchemy can be a half escape for that for some people. And I think that's a good thing to have, personally. I could be wrong. We could look back and listen no, I, a year and be wrong, but I that, think, that's how I feel about it right now. I think that really tracks to like kind of how I, I view it now. I think about it, especially what you said about feeling disconnected and and like you're on like an island from uh, a lot of other people who uh, are very vocal in the magic community who have been playing the game for like you know sometimes decades who just feel like this is such a huge departure and such a huge uh, thing out of left field you know it is a huge change and a huge thing that if you told me was happening to paper magic and and like an age before arena that something like this was happening I wouldn't have believed you. And if it were actually true, it might've like made me not want to play the game, but this is kind of what I am getting at and what kind of fr- got me to the point where I was thinking of it as a framing of arena becoming a separate game from paper with its own issues and its own spaces is that the arena, the huge amount of arena player base that was an influx with the launch of arena and its popularity. That is not the people who, you know, grinded through like dailies in college to like, pay for road trips they couldn't afford to go play Grand Prix. They needed to cash to be able to pay their rent and stuff. Like like the spikopaths of ages old who kind of wrote uh, you know, the sensibility and made this cool vision of what being a competitive magic player was for a lot of people, myself included. Like that's not what things are anymore. And more of the player base is just people who want to play a video game or want to play a, a video card game uh, after work or you know yeah. I think and so Appealing to those people is the most important thing for Arena, by and large, and I think that that's a very different thing. Accomplishing that is, uh, to to the best of its ability, requires much different things than what Paper wants, and uh, and so you know I, I think I'm a lot less doom and gloom about this than other people. I think that this is a good thing. 
I, I, I also think it's a good thing, and I I know that we like kind of came. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just I think it's a good I'm thing for sick. Both parties, though, is what I'm saying. I think it's not just a good thing for the arena players who are getting the the active balancing. I think it's a good thing for the paper players too, who don't have to worry about so much of the heavy-handed like. Yeah, I agree. Worry before the invitational. Are they going to ban a Seeker's Chariot or Alrin's Epiphany? Yeah, like, I, I can't. Like, we have the I, only standard tournament on the books, and we don't know. I agree. We're basically, all deciding to buy a deck the like two weeks before, where we can make sure we get the cards, and we're not sure it's going to be legal, and we have to have our bases covered. Like that yeah. is kind of egregious to have, and and that's not sustainable in a world where if Watsy really breaks out the defibrillator paddles and starts like pumping life into paper competitive plays and experience, that like is sustainable so i i completely agree with that and i think that like you know I, you know while i'm sad about what this could mean for paper standard over the next few years i i, I think that like the thing that you should really take away from this is a couple things actually uh that you you actually hit on so many things abe that i like wanted to stop you a couple times uh one like guess what i know that like magic players say this a lot but sometimes it's not for you and in this case it probably is for you and you're being resistant to change and that is can be hard. Like, but like I, I like thinking about how many people said that planeswalkers were going to destroy and kill magic forever. Like, obviously Mason didn't have to hear that, but like, like people are just like, no, nope, the game's over. Like, this is it. This is the end of the world. Um, you know, think of how many people like every time a modern masters or worst, uh, you know, has, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is it. This is just every format. Now. Yeah, it's and, just but, but the it, games are fun and cards are good. You know, it's it, it, it it's it not every change is bad, and this one does universally seem like pretty negative comparatively to other announcements for some reason. And, you know, my initial reaction was pretty negative. I, I've said the things that I'm, I'm sad about, but I think that my love it for this are, like, really hold true. Like, you're going to get to play more different magic than you got to play before. One of the things that people love so much about draft is that it's self-correcting and ever-evolving, right? If I sold you on a standard format that did that, you'd probably love it. So, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, constructive criticism is... You know, it's an ancient, uh, you know, relic of magic history at this point. And the thing is, is that one of the cool things about constructed magic is that it's ever evolving. The cards change, the, you know, the archetypes change, the, you know, it, it gets a new influx of cards and things like that. And alchemy is just another feather in our cap of something that we're going to get to talk about. And, you know, it, it's funny because... During the pre-show, we were talking about what we want our bonus episodes to look like and, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I I'm of the opinion that like I want to talk about as much constructive magic as I as I can. I want to enjoy the formats. I want to help people enjoy whatever constructed format that they want. And if somebody's excited about alchemy, I don't want to damper that. Uh, and and it's actually Mason who taught me this a few years back that it's just okay to love stuff, and it's okay to be excited about stuff. Don't let other... It's Honestly, it's just not cool to hate something. Like, cool, you don't like it. Shut up. Like, you don't have to ruin other people's excitement. Mason's really stoked about this format. He's going to be the Colonel Mustang to my Edward. Like, it's it's going to be great. You know, if you're excited about this, let us know. Like, we, we want to hear about it. What What's the most exciting for you? Because... Honestly, like I, I just feed off of our listener excitement. Like it, it gives me, it's my lifeblood. So like, if you're excited about it, let us know.
Yeah, we need to hear from you. We need to know what you like, because if you don't, we're going to see how you vote with your clicks. And that might not be true. It might just be you're busy or whatever. And it's like, wow, this alchemy stuff really doesn't go well. And it turns out a lot of our player, a lot of the listener base, sorry, is an alchemy player. But one thing happened with another, it's holiday season, you know, and stuff like that. And so uh, please be vocal. Make sure to check out youtube.com slash constructed criticism. You'll leave a comment in the video. We're going to be doing a new thing here starting pretty soon where we're going to actually be picking a YouTube comment from each video and talking about it in the next week, kind of in addition to our Patreon question. And at the end of the month, we're going to pick our favorites from each of those and give them some moolah. So get down there and tell us what you think about alchemy and any questions like sort of that. And we'll bring those up. And we're going to start that with our post Hain episode. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Constructed Criticism. Sorry, it's at CCMTG on Twitter, isn't it? It is, yeah. I had a moment. I had a moment where I thought it was at Constructed Criticism. I don't know why. It's too long. It actually doesn't fit. You actually can't be at Constructed Criticism. Okay, okay. I don't know why I thought that. I've never said that before either. I just had like this like... I've never been so insecure as a 6'2", tall, handsome, single man in my life. But uh, anyways... Go check that out. We're going to tweet all about that stuff with Hain. We're really excited to have Alexander Hain, one of the greatest players of all time, to come on the show. We hope you like this episode. If you want to check out his, uh, sorry, alchemy content, some historic, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mason E. Clark. Check out youtube.com slash Mason Clark MTG. I'm going to be having daily videos on the alchemy format, and it's going to be pretty exciting. And so I can't wait to kind of show off all these new decks and gameplay video from that. Spencer, where can people find you? Yeah, I uh, this uh, well, this week I'm recording our initial our impressions of uh, brilliant diamond shining pearl um, on the Need to Nerd podcast. So get ready for that, and then you, know, you can follow me on Twitter. I have been pretty inactive on Twitter the last uh, month. <laughs> like I, I probably tweet like three times a week or less. Um, just, you know, just kind of taking a step back for mental health, but I actually do plan on bringing back some of the content here on the YouTube channel next year. Um, so you mostly will be able to find me in the He's a Game Media Discord, the Constructed Criticism Patreon Discord, and here on the YouTube channel. Abe? What about you? And you can find me at twitter.com slash more nothings, still offering, uh, hammer coaching, still putting out the best, uh, deep cut hidden gem content on the internet. I'll take you up on it. Let's do a video. Uh, you coach me on Hammer. All right, sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Connor Criticism. It went a little longer than we thought, but, you know, alchemy is this law of equivalent exchange, so we're going to have to take that away from our hang time. I'm sure you all will understand next week. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Constructed Criticism.